Welcome to Restoration Podcast. Be blessed as you listen to this Sunday's message, Season of Divine Acceleration, Part 1. Theme for the next quarter is a season of divine acceleration. It's a season of divine acceleration. Our God is a a God of time and seasons. Our God is a a God of order. He said he does his things uh, precept by precept, line upon line. But also our God is also a God that is beyond time. He transcends times and seasons. In the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 3, he tells us that there is a time for and a season for everything under the heavens. But because our God existed before time, therefore he is not bound by times and seasons. He can do things out of seasons. You can say, well, this is not my, it doesn't look like my regular season when I, I usually start my year very strong and through the end, towards the end of the year I start to wind down. But God can do things out of seasons. Even though it may not be the regular season for you to, to, to excel and to accelerate and to accomplish more, but God can decide that in this season he wants to do more for you. Because our God is not bound by times and seasons, the Bible tells in the book of uh, Psalm 115, verse 3, Psalm 115, verse 3, he said, Our God sits in the heavens and he does whatever pleases him. He does what he likes and he likes what he does. And the truth of the matter is that whatever, whatever God does, he will still be God. Whether he blesses you or not, he is still God. So it doesn't matter what we think about him. Because he is God, he does what he pleases. Our God is so powerful that not only does he do things out of seasons, he can actually stop time and stop seasons. Or move seasons and time backwards. We read in the book of Joshua chapter 10, the people of of Israel, Joshua chapter 10, they were fighting a battle against the Amorites. And they were winning this battle. But towards the end of the day, it sounds like they were going to lose the battle because darkness was beginning to come in. And Joshua prayed, and God held the sun, and God held the moon until they won that battle. So you can see that our God will move heaven and earth to accomplish his purpose and his destiny and his plan for your life. So be rest assured. Yes, you may be going through some hard times right now. You may be going through some rough times. It may seem as if Nothing is working for you. You may be discouraged. Be rest assured that God is working everything out. It may be delayed. But when God, it seems as if God is late, it means God is coming big. We have many examples in the Bible that I don't have time to go through right now. But also, God can take back time. In the book of 2 Kings chapter 20, 2 Kings chapter 20, we read about the story of Hezekiah. King Hezekiah was sick. Unto death. God sent Isaiah to go and tell him that this sickness is going to die from this sickness. What did Hezekiah do? Hezekiah faced the wall and he began to pray unto the Almighty God. And God heard him and God promised him that he was going to change his mind. So, does it look like God has, has not answered your prayer thus far? It looks as if God said no. 
to your prayers, God can still change his mind about that prayer. Just like he did for King Hezekiah. So Isaiah went back to go and tell Hezekiah that God has added 15 more years to your life. And Hezekiah said, what would be the sign to know that, yes, God has really added more years. In the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 20, from verse 8 to 10, 2 Corinthians chapter 20, verse 8 to 10, you see, as Hezekiah suggested to Hezekiah that God can move the time forward or move the time backwards. Hezekiah said to move the time forward, that's easy. He's always, God is always doing that anyway. I would like to see a sign that God can move the time backwards. And guess what? We are told that God moved the sun backwards 10 degrees just to show him that, yes, he is God. So what area of your life do you, do you need God to intervene uh, at this time? In your career? In your family? In your marriage? In your finances? In your health? The book of Amos chapter 8, verse, chapter 9, verse 13. Amos 9, chapter 13. It says, Behold the days come, saith the Lord, that the plowman shall overtake the reaper, and the threader of grapes, him that soweth seed, and the mountain shall drop sweet wine, and all the hills shall melt. Those of us that are familiar with farming, we know that the plowman was the one that plows the ground so that the farmer can sow the seed. And then the reaper comes, depending on what kind of crop you planted, some crops might take seven to eight months, like corn, maize, and rice, and things like that might take a few months to germinate and to bring fruit. Then the reaper will come to come and harvest the fruit. Some from, uh, plants like cocoa takes years to, to develop, to get fruit or mango. So, but here we are, we are seeing Prophet Amos prophesying the time will come when the plowman and the reaper, the plowman will overtake the reaper, which means it's as if as before you even sow the seed, God's already given you the harvest. That's the promise of the Almighty God. And if you use the, the message version of that, of that chapter, of that passage, Amos 9.13, I like the message version because it kind of puts this in perspective. It says, yes, indeed. It won't be long now. God's decree. Things are going to happen so fast. Your head will swim. One thing fast on the heels of the other. You won't be able to keep up. Everything will be happening all at once. And everywhere you look, blessings. That is the promise of the Almighty God to you this morning. That in this season that we are entering, you'll be seeing so many blessings, one on top of the other. You wonder, what is going on? How is it? He says you make your head to swim. This is the promise of the Almighty God. As you enter this season, it has pleased the Lord that in this season that he wants to accelerate everything that concerns you. Even according to the prophecy of Amos. That you receive acceleration of blessings, of promotions, of breakthroughs, of divine healings, of deliverance, whatever area of your life. I can sense it in my spirit. That whatever it is that you are you're looking up to God for, that today, this season, that the Almighty God will do it for you. Is it in your health? The medical, medical report may tell you it, may, it, goes, it only takes five years to recover from this sickness. You have to go through surgery, chemotherapy, radiation, fertility treatment, 
and fertility treatment before you can have your baby. You have to go and have surgery to remove that fibroid. God is saying you don't have to go through all that. Even though it might, it might take five years, God can do it in an instant. We have examples in the Bible. The woman with the issue of blood for 12 years went from doctor to doctors, and they said he spent all that she had. But just by touching the hem of the garment, she received instant healing. And I pray this morning, as you are here and listening to the word of God this morning, you are touching the hem of the garment of the Almighty God, and you will receive your instant healing in Jesus' name. In the end of your career, that promotion that says that you are not qualified for, that it might take 20 years to get into management, God can do it in an instant. You might say it takes several years to build your business. I'll give you an example. All to the glory of the Almighty God, when we started our practice about 18 years ago now, we have people that advised us on how to start and how to, how, how to manage. My wife was my administrator, so we had no other source of income. That was our primary source of income. We started from ground zero. We didn't know anybody in Greensboro. And so they told me I had to go and do some work outside to kind of compensate for until the practice picks up. And they said it might have to take up to three years for the practice to pick up so that we can be able to at least be able to pay our staff and pay ourselves and be able to pay for our, our, our expenses. So I started working in the emergency room. I was, making, I was getting enough money at least. I, I worked from Monday to Friday in the clinic. And then on Friday night, I'll leave my family. At that time, Edwina was three or five years old. Esther was three years old. I'll leave them, go to the, to the, to the, to the uh, to Elizabeth town, which is like three hours drive from here. Spend the whole weekend, come back on Monday morning, and begin to, to work in the clinic again. I did that, and I, I told God, I can't do this for three years. I can't. By God's grace, out to the glory of the Almighty God, after six months, we were able to start paying our staff and start paying ourselves salary from the, from the income, from the practice. And I stopped working in the emergency. I mean, something that was supposed to take three, six, three years. In six months, I was able to, we were able to accomplish it. That is the acceleration power of the Almighty God. And the Almighty God that did it for us, he can also do it, do it for you. So there's nothing that's, be, that's beyond God. We know the story of Joseph. Joseph was in prison. One day he slept in the prison. The next day, where was he? In the palace. Woke up from the prison at the, by the next, by that, and by the end of that day, he was in the palace. I mean, he would have thought that at least he would have become, maybe at least, better for life, let's free him from the prison. Let's be a free man. And then maybe he can, he can run for some local council. I mean, I remember when President Barack Obama was, was, was running for president. They said, well, how can he run for president? You, well, you were a lawyer, you graduated from law school, you were doing community organizing, and then you did one year of, uh, as a junior senator from, from Illinois, and now you are running for president. He said, you don't qualify. But guess what? When is your time? Nothing can stop you. God doesn't even ask for your advice when he wants to do it. He doesn't seek your opinion. 
It doesn't seem the opinion of the naysayers. All those that said it's not possible. It doesn't, it doesn't ask for their, for their advice. Not for your friends, from your co-workers, from your classmates. Those that are saying you don't qualify for that position. God will, ju will just do it. And, it. and as he said, I prophet Amos prophesied, you begin to make your head to swim. And those of your enemies, they'll begin, their head will be swimming as well. Because they'll wonder, how did this happen? This is what God can do. He will do it even sooner than expected. That turn-off position that they say it takes 10 years to get, God will do it even sooner than expected. In your marriage, they will tell you, oh, it takes, it's going to take several years to build back that, that the joy and peace in your marriage. And you still you have to work hard on your marriage. Yes, marriage is hard work, but God can make that marriage to be sweet. So you don't have to enjoy it, but you can enjoy it. And I pray that will be your portion this morning. And for eventually, you are not even married. You are, looking, you are seeking the face of God for that partner. The bone of your bone and the flesh of your flesh. God today will open your eyes so you can see who God has reserved for you. And it will make it faster. You might say, might, people might say, oh, it's going to take a year of courtship before you can get married. But God can make it so fast that you get to know each other even more sooner than, than expected. You'll be loved at first sight. And I pray that will be your portion in Jesus' name. So there's nothing our God cannot do. Is it the area of fruitfulness? You might be looking for a face of God for a baby today. And they're telling you you have to go through fertility treatment after fertility treatment for years before you can get, have that baby. Or have some surgery for fibroid before you can have that baby. God will heal that fibroid today and will make you speed up that process so that you can have that baby and you can hold your baby and rejoice in Jesus' name. You shall be a joyful mother in Jesus' name. Is it your finances? I tell you, you have a 30-year mortgage. It'll take you 30 years to pay off your, your, your mortgage on your home. Or you have some debt that you need to pay off. God can wipe, wipe away all that debt in an instant. And I pray that will be your portion in Jesus' name. Is it your educational pursuits? You are in college and they're telling you it's going to take so many years of doing a project or you are, you are doing, doing your PhD program. It's going to take so many years. Some people do his PhD for seven years, ten years. You will accomplish it in a shorter time in Jesus' name. There's nothing our God cannot do. Reminds me of a joke that I heard recently. A couple, they were celebrating their six-year birthday. They were, both of them are 60, same age. So they were so excited. And God promised, God wanted to give them a special gift, a special birthday gift. So he asked them that they should tell them what their heart desires are. The woman went first and said, oh, she has always wanted to travel the whole world. She wants to go on cruises and fly to every part of the earth. And God said, well, that's, that's easy. And poof, by the time the smoke cleared, she had tickets in her hands. Tickets for cruises, for flights, to go all over the world. And they were so excited. So they now asked the man, what do you want? The man hung up, hung up his head in shame. I say, well, my heart desire is to be married to a woman 30 years younger than me. Because you can see that the wife is getting older. And poof, by the time the smoke cleared, he was 90 years old. I don't think you got the joke. So God can do it. He wants to be 30 years younger than his wife. Well, the wife was still 60. Now he was 90. Amen. So there's nothing that God cannot do. So now we see the story that we read in the book of 
in the book of uh, of First uh, uh, Kings, chapter eighteen. Come, uh, we have uh, Elijah. This was on the hills of the greatest miracle that he has performed. He has just called down fire from from from, from heaven, burned the sacrifice, and killed. 450 of prophets of Baal. And now he went to Mount Carmel to begin to pray. Remember the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 17, when Elijah came on the scene in Israel, in verse 1, he was the one that decreed that by my word there shall be no rain or dew for the period of three, three and a half years. So Elijah was the one that said that prayer, and now he's now praying for the rain to come. Read the book of James, chapter 5, verse 16 to 18. James, chapter 5, 16 to 18. The second part of, of 16, it says, The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And in verse 17, it says, Elijah was a man subject to like passions as we are. And he prayed earnestly that it might not rain. And he rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. And then verse 18 says, And he prayed again. And he, the, the heaven gave rain, and the earth brought forth her fruit. This is what the prayer we, had, we read about this morning. Elijah believed that God can bring this rain. He trusted in God. He prayed to God. But yet, the servant had to play a role to go and check to see if God had answered the prayer. He had to be saying, imagine if Elijah had to get up every time to go and look at the, at, the, at, the, at the sky and then come back and pray again. Of course, number one, he'll be distracted. Number two, he'll be tired. But he was praying and the servant was going to check until the, the answer came. And all the, all the servants see was a small cloud, a little cloud, like the size of a man's hand. I mean, imagine the sky that is so far away, you see that size of cloud. I mean, what is that? Where are you today? What, what, what has God given you that seems so little? That it doesn't seem to amount to anything? He said we should not despise the days of small beginnings. Put your faith in what God has given to you. And I can assure you, God can expand. God can promote. God can multiply. Even that little that he has given to you and make it so, so, a, big, a big thing. So God gave Elijah supernatural ability. We are told that God's hands was upon Elijah to the extent that he told Ahab, get your chariots ready and begin to go to Jezreel. Jezreel at that time was the capital of, the, of, the, of, of Israel. Begin to go to Jezreel. And we are told that Elijah began to run, begin to run to, to Je, for Jezreel. But guess what? He got there before the chariots of, of Ahab. Researchers have found that the average horse can sprint about 35 miles per hour, and the average man or human can sprint about 15 miles per hour. So how could a man that is sprinting 15 miles an hour overtake the chariots of horses? that is printing at 35 miles an hour. This is what the hand of God can do. And my prayer for each and every one of you this morning is that the hand of God will be upon you, that he will accelerate your progress, 
We accelerate your healing. We accelerate your upliftment and your promotion, even in the mighty name of Jesus. So in this season of divine acceleration, our prayer is that we shall receive showers of blessings, we shall receive open heavens. We always sing that, that, uh, that's, that hymn. There shall be showers of blessings. This is the promise of God. There shall be seasons refreshing. And from our Savior above. Showers of blessings. Showers of blessings we need. Mercy draws falling are falling. Before the showers we plead. Thus far you may have been receiving mercy drops falling around you. But in this season of divine acceleration, you shall experience the showers of blessing in Jesus' name. That's the promise of the Almighty God. You might say, well, this doesn't happen to me. I've had so many discouragement. I've tried. I've worked hard. So many failures. It doesn't happen to people in my family. Oh, I'm, I'm uh, uh, because of the color of my skin. I have an accent. I am this. I am that. You might have one excuse after another. But we have a God that says this, the, the sun shines on the just and the unjust. He says we have mercy on you, we have mercy on you, we have compassion, we have compassion on God has chosen you for his mercy this morning. He has chosen you for his compassion this morning. He has chosen you for divine acceleration this morning. So there's nothing that can stop him. Whatever you may be going through right now, our God is more than able, able to accomplish what he has promised in your life. So as we start this season of divine acceleration for the next three, three months, we're going to be hearing our sermons about divine acceleration of what, how God can lift you up and promote you unexpectedly without you doing, doing, doing uh, anything other than just praising him, worshiping him, and serving him. That's all God asks for. Now there are some conditions that you have to meet for you to receive this divine acceleration. I've classified them as the five C's of, for divine, five C's conditions for divine acceleration. I don't think I'm going to have time to go through all of them this morning. I'll go through a couple of them or so. Number one is you have to have connection. You have to have the connection. And number two is that you have to have consistency or commitment. Consistency and commitment. Number three is, you have, is what you have to have the right confessions. What are you saying? Number four is that you have to be concerned. You have to be expectant. You have to have a concern that you are pursuing. And number five is you have to have the catalyst of thanksgiving. The catalyst of thanksgiving. I'm going to take today, because today is Thanksgiving Day, I'm going to take just the portion of connection and then we'll talk about Thanksgiving before we go into our Thanksgiving session. What do I mean, what do I mean by connection? Having a connection. You have to be connected to the source that can give divine acceleration. You cannot do this on your own. It's like my, my, my baby daughter. Right now she's learning to drive. She has a driver, uh, learner's permit. And whenever we are going down the slope, I tell her, put your foot on the brakes. Because the car is going to go far, faster. Because even though, even though you, are not put, you are not pressing the accelerator, it's going to go faster. 
Put your foot on the brake. But then we now go up to the slope, up to the hill. I have to tell her, press down on the accelerator. Because otherwise, this guy will just start going back. So, but that accelerator only works because it's connected to the engine. If there's no engine in that vehicle, it doesn't matter how much he presses on the pedal. That, that car is not going anywhere. So also, our God is the engine of our acceleration. We have to be connected. Connected to him. We have to connect to the source. And we know Elijah was connected to the source. That is why he was able to, he had the hand of God upon him. He was able to outrun the chariots of, of Ahab. In the book of 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 26, a few verses before the one we read. Verse 36 says, And it came to pass at the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice, that Elijah the prophet came near and said, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and of Israel, let it be known this day that thou art God in Israel, and that I am thy servant, and that I have done all this according to thy word. So, Elijah was connected to God. That is why he had his hand, up, hand of God upon him and was able to outrun the chariots. Brethren, for you to be able to have divine isolation in this season, you have to be connected to God. Connected to God in your prayers, seeking his face, worshiping him, praising him, offering thanks unto him, and most importantly, make sure there is nothing that can disconnect, that can cut off that connection. And what is it that cut off the connection? Sin. Sin. In Isaiah chapter 52, verse 59, verse 2, Isaiah 59, verse 2, he said, But your iniquities have separated before you, between you and your God, and your sins have hid his face from you, that he will not hear. You can imagine if Elijah, I mean, praying earnestly with his head between his knees. He was praying fervently. But if there was no connection to, with God, no, God is not going to hear anything. Psalm 66 verse 18, Psalm 66 verse 18 tells us that, that, that if, if we regard iniquity in our heart, the Lord will not hear us. We talked about anger this morning in, in, our, in our Sunday school, unforgiveness. I mean, little things that can separate us from God. We have to make sure that none of that will separate us, our prayers from, 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 from reaching our God in Jesus' name. Psalms, uh, Proverbs 14, verse 34. Proverbs 14, verse 14, verse 34 says, Righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. So, brethren, I urge you, I encourage you, that please, if there's any sin in your life, when the time comes, ask, seek the face of God, for God to forgive you of those sins, so that you can have a direct connection with him and be able to receive all that he has in store for you. Psalm 75 verse 6, Psalm 75 verse 6 says, For promotion cometh not from the east, nor from the west, nor from the south, but it comes from our God. So he's the one that will promote. He is the source of our promotion. So we have to be connected to him. And that's a vertical connection. I mean, it's also important to have a horizontal connection. Just like Elijah had to rely on the servant to go and check. Like I said, if he had to do everything by himself, then he would have been tired out. 
He would have been distracted. Whatever area of acceleration God wants to accelerate you this season, you cannot do it on your own. If you can do it by, your, by yourself, then it is not that major. You can probably accomplish it anyway, even without God. But if you need a major acceleration in your life this morning, I will encourage you, people around you, your family, your spouses, your children, your parents, your co-workers, your classmates. The Bible says, as much as it is up to you, be at peace with all men. Because you never know who God is going to use. I was listening to a message, my wife was listening to a message yesterday by uh, Reverend Fuke uh, Felix Adejumo. And she was mentioning that you need seven, seven uh, relationships in life for you to be successful. Seven. I don't have time to go through all of them, but she mentioned, number one, you need Christ, which we have just dealt with. You need Christ. Number two, you need coaches. People that will encourage you and coach you along. Say so you need uh, clarifiers. God may give you a dream or a vision. Somebody can help you clarify that dream and your vision so you, can, you know how to pursue it. You need collaborators, people that will walk along with you. You need comforters. I mean, yeah, you need comforters. And then you say you need confronters. People that are not, that, that are not they, are, they, are, they love you too much to see you fail. They love you too much to see you not doing what you should be doing. I mean, they, 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 they don't mean any harm. They will tell you the truth in your face. You need confronters. And then finally, you say you need catchers. Yes, you, are going, you, you might make mistakes. You might have experienced some failures. You need people that will be there to hold you and, hold, and you can cry on their shoulders. Because we all need that. And I pray that none of us will even experience any of those failures in Jesus' name. Now, talking about the catalyst of, of thanksgiving, Again, it's an attitude. When you, want, when you are going to make a fire, you add what you call accelerant to it. Maybe gasoline that will make the fire to burn faster. That is what thanksgiving is. When you give thanks to God, whatever you desire that you want from God to do for you, when you begin to give thanks, even before you get that, 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 that blessing, that will be a catalyst for God to say, ah, this is my daughter, this is my son. I see what they are going through, and yes, they can still thank me. No, I need to address this situation for them. So a catalyst is like, a, it's like what we call an enzyme. Those of you that know in chemistry, an enzyme is a substance that promotes or accelerates a chemical reaction without itself being affected. So we have to have an attitude of faith, of expectancy, and thanksgiving is a catalyst that moves the hand of God. You have to give credit to him. Thank God for accelerating the healing. Yes, you might not have received the healing yet. Begin to thank him for it. Thank God for making you whole. He's the one that promised the number of your days he will fulfill. Thank God for making, make, making you to have a long life. Because that's his promise. Begin to thank him for all his promises. Thank him for helping you to defy all the odds. When, when the naysayers say it cannot happen, and God allows it to happen. Thank him for doing the quick works, like Amos prophesied, that it happened so, 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 so quickly, that one on top, on top of the other, on the heels of the other, that you make your head to swim. Thank God for propelling you several years ahead 
even of those that thought they had left you behind. You overtake them. Thank God for opening doors for you that no man can shut. For opening the heavens over you, over, you, over your family, over your business, over the work of your, over, over your career, over your education. Thank God for opening your eyes to see the man or the woman of your dream, the, the bone of your bone and the flesh of your flesh. Thank the Almighty God for giving you that baby that you so yearn for, that God promised that none shall be barren in the land. You shall receive that fruitfulness, even in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you for making everything that you touch to prosper and to be blessed. That's the promise of the Almighty God. And I said, as you do that, be ready for divine acceleration. Be ready for where God is taking you to. Because I believe and declare that God will accelerate that healing, will accelerate your promotion, will accelerate your fruitfulness, will accelerate your freedom from every debt, will accelerate freedom from every form of addiction, from everything that is holding you back. Poverty and lack will not be your portion. The Almighty God will help you to fulfill your purpose and your destiny that he has for you in the mighty name of Jesus. This is what our God can do, even in this season of divine acceleration. And I pray, even as you give your thanks to him today, the Almighty God will make this month to be a month of divine acceleration for your life, for your family, for your home, even in the mighty name of Jesus. If you receive that, can you shout hallelujah? Can we shout hallelujah to the Almighty God? Amen, amen, amen. Thank you for listening to Restoration Podcast. Join us next week as we continue in the Word of God.